looking for a steamy new podcast that's not safe for work, <laughs> then let me introduce you to Purple Panties. Purple Panties is a new erotic fiction podcast created by New York Times bestselling erotical author Zane. Come on, throw back Y'all know how we feel about a Zane. <laughs> Based on her acclaimed anthology of the same name. On the outside, Maddox, Lauren, and Stephanie go against the grain when it comes to sex. But as relationships shift and physical needs change, can they keep up with the facade? Follow them on their journey as they navigate their professional and personal lives. The sun isn't the only thing hot in Atlanta. You can listen to Purple Panties now on Stitcher Premium. For a free month of Stitcher Premium, go to purplepantiespodcast.com and use promo code GROWN. That's purplepantiespodcast.com and promo code GROWN for a free month of Stitcher. This episode of Getting Grown is also brought to you by Heineken. With all the stresses of life, it can be easy to lose perspective on what really matters. But Heineken believes that life is about being with loved ones and opening yourself to new experiences. Because when you live spontaneously and embrace the unexpected, it's a chance to create new stories and connections. You just have to be open to it. Hashtag creating memories. So enjoy a refreshingly cold, full-bodied Heineken lager today with its deep golden color, light fruity aroma, mild bitter taste, and a crisp clean finish. Cheers! just gets more and more fun every single week welcome back ladies and gentlemen to another episode of getting grown i can't believe that you just sung joe scott i thought you canceled her long ago i canceled her but not her music okay yeah she still got some tunes fair enough welcome back as jade uh said to getting grown with jade and kia i'm kia i'm jade praise the lord niggas Indeed, indeed, indeed. We're back to talk about adulting. The good, the bad, the ugly. The tests, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes, and all of the paper that Jay is crumpling right now. Actually, is it <laughs> Whatever. All, all of that that you hear. All those things about adulting. The noise. The noise of adulting. But yeah. What's going on, sis? How are you? Allergies are trying to kill me mm. my life will be ended i have arranged my funeral already i know you ain't giving me no responsibilities do you need a responsibility at my funeral 
I mean, you want one? Not particularly. Okay, I didn't realize that this was something that you. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is your job. You your job your is shoes, and you know what I'm saying. Your I'm just saying. And your... You just your your job is to actually come to the church and not sit on the roof. I won't be sitting on the roof. Oh, okay. I'll tell you that right now. Just found your way to the sanctuary. That's it. I'll, I'll be in the main room that is the sanctuary where everybody convenes. So Jay came to my home church in New York for my brother's memorial service. And she was trying to find where Keisha was sitting. And she sent Keisha a text. Or was it the other it way was around? Like Keisha was trying to find where Keisha I was Keisha was sitting. trying to find where you were sitting. And Jade, who was sitting in the balcony of the church, told Keisha that she was sitting on the roof. Well, <laughs> that's what it felt like. Well, I mean, you are inside. <laughs> but <laughs> Roofs are not inside of the building. But I was, like, basically on the roof. Okay. Well. <sighs> yes. So, yeah, you were sitting, you were actually inside of the building and not on the roof. Um, you were in the sanctuary. The main place, the main observatory. Um, observatory. <laughs> not to be confused with the um, the mess hall where you eat. The fellowship hall. The fellowship hall is where Chicken. you eat because church is not necessarily like, you know, um, we're not in the army or anything. We don't. <laughs> We don't we don't eat in, in mess halls. There's actually, you know, formal dining areas. What else? Which is fine. Um, but yeah, that's enough. Uh what's what's going on with you? That's enough about my life. That, Let uh, me know what's happening. That had a live show this weekend. Uh, it show was did wonderful for Jaden XD. Got lots Come of on. love. You know you got lots of love. I'm so sorry. You know, I would have been there, but I was working. It's all bueno. I need you to um, stop working at some point and just. Get I know. I'm gonna have rest. to get my get my Sunday back. We got to get my Sabbath back. I had full intent, fully intended to go to church, but I got an email from one of my collaborators on a project, and he, the deadline was like, "I need this like right now. I need this like right now." And I was just like, "But I was on my way to worship." You're Molly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're but um, that was cool. The live show was really, really good. Thank you to everybody who came out and supported, who showed love to Kia, showed love to getting grown, showed love to Thank the Thank y'all. Showed love to everybody. It was a blast. Um, and yeah, now we're just gearing up for all of these. I heard, hmm. I heard Tristan made his debut. Tristan made his debut with Dustin. They introed us. So shout out to him uh, with his That's fine self. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I have to give it every now and again. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, that's that. Man, let's do it, man. Let's get on into this show. Let's go ahead and get into this trash. Tie clean up, woman. Quickly. A clean up woman. Tears a woman who okay. So, <laughs> clean up. Time, trash time, all of that. So we take out the trash. Queen Latifah's longtime rumored girlfriend, because it, they've never confirmed. Okay. Is pregnant. Well, th there you have it. Boots. She's like hella pregnant. Oh, <laughs> that's outstanding. 
yeah, so congratulations to them. Shout out to Queen Latifah. I know she's going to be the best mother, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. co-mother mm-hmm. that she she's gonna be can the, absolutely be. an amazing be. parent. She is going to be an amazing parent. She's going to definitely like teach teach you know them how to throw the ball and. Oh okay. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. Y'all know I love Queen Latifah. Khadija mm-hmm. is having a baby. So she congratulations. Not. Hmm. Well, I mean, she is technically. So yeah. She is. She's not having the baby, but she's having a baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, real trash. Uh, the Trump administration may end legal recognition of transgender Americans. Huh? Wait. So- have you heard anything about that? I I have not heard directly, honestly, because I've been underneath a book. But I have seen a lot on social media about, you know, not era- erasing mm-hmm. uh, trans persons. Mm-hmm. But what's happening? So basically, um, they're trying to they're trying to turn all of Obama's good work around. Mm-hmm. Um and erase trans people by I guess in layman's terms making them go by the gender that they were assigned so like this is going to include or can include um testing uh, to yeah testing to see what their original gender is so that I I just the whole thing is ridiculous and it's infuriating yeah and that's what I'm I'm like, you have so many other things that you guys could be addressing. And once again, you have shown that you are a batch of fucking evil monkeys who are really set here to terrorize all of society because you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything positive. You're not doing anything substantial. And for you to... Uh, it's just, it's disheartening and it's disgusting. And I... I um. My heart... It's absurd, really. It's absurd. It's crazy. And my heart goes out to um, all of our trans brothers and sisters who, you know, we're standing with you. I just just want you to know that. It's so crazy to me how, um, like, in a country that is legit founded upon freedom... Allegedly. ...of choice... And it's founded you know, upon theft and it's founded upon murder. lies. Right. That's it. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, supposedly, I don't know. But it's it's like all the things that uh this country is supposed to stand for, it seems like I don't understand how I don't know, how is it justifiable that only the freedoms and choices and values and perspectives of certain populations are honored in that. That just I won't ever I won't ever understand that because the very populations who stole this motherfucker <laughs> and brought smallpox. I just feel like I don't understand how you feel like it's okay if you don't think it's if you if you don't think that others are allowed to have a say in how you feel. If you feel like you have the right to feel how you feel and believe what you believe and say what you say and you feel like those are your unal- unalienable rights, um <laughs> how do you then justify Taking those very same rights away from other people, you can't. Um, you can't. It's all based like on you can't. It's just, it's just 
There's no maddening. there's no solid maddening. foundation behind any of their beliefs, principles, thoughts, actions, none of it. There's nothing substantial behind them. It's all a rack of bullshit. And you guys piss me off and I can't wait until you meet your day. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. <sighs> anyway. I just feel like the Lord would have us all to mind our own business. He said so in the Bible. That's really what it's all about. That's really what it's all about. But That's you know, what they I love believe. To, That's what I believe. They love to twist and turn and, and make <laughs> things applicable only to them. And I'm just disgusted with them and I can't wait till they all meet their day. And I hope that their personal hell includes everything that they hate. Um, Cassie and Puffy broke up. Okay. She <laughs> was tired of aiding the senior. So this is the thing. This is the thing. <laughs> this, is the thing. this is the thing. I felt like I heard, like, I heard, because wasn't there another story that was essentially like Cassie had written an article about how she was content in her relationship with Diddy as it was, and she was never pushing or vying for marriage. Um, oh, I didn't know anything about this. I, I read a whole article. Well, well, I read an article with mm-hmm. an interview. Someone in an interview, I can't think of the website, but she interviewed with uh, some news outlet um, or blogger or something like that and was essentially saying that there were individuals. She's like, I know people who were married you know, and, and have been divorced all within the duration of my relationship with Puffy. Every woman doesn't want to be married. Every woman is not, you know, uh, that's not the standard. That's not what we're all aiming or aspiring towards, which I feel like it's fair for her to have that belief and feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I read that. I read that uh, article and then literally like the next day I, re- I read that they broke up. Um, so I don't know. I, I, think I have she to was say... Just- she was really just tired. Fair enough. I mean, it's okay. She has she's grown and she has a right to change her mind. I do feel like though, my initial reaction to her what she was saying in the article about like not really wanting to be married. Mm-hmm. I I did wonder or question whether or not, like, you know, she really felt that way, or was this was this just how you feel after years and years and years of, of Diddy telling you? <laughs> That it's okay for you guys not to be married. I right. wondered. I wondered that. Now it could very well not be the case. I mean, I don't have a dog in this fight either way. But I, it did. That was the first thing that thought that came to my mind. It was like it's, it almost sounded like she had been trained to say this, trained to mm. feel this way, <laughs> um, mm. or just kind of like you know, it's on brand. Yeah, she just had kind of like this was where she landed. Uh, it's given. on brand given the situation but i think she finally said you know what bernice is a young grandma i will not be and i see that's where we are headed because your children are grown well cassie is you know (laughs) cassie is is amazingly pretty i'm tired Um, of feeding you your soft carrots (laughs) don't do don't you do diddy okay bland foods (laughs) don't do him like that i don't like that I don't like Ciroc. I hate vodka, actually. I don't want any parts of this any longer. (laughs) I think that... There's no more me and you. Uh -uh. No Uh -uh. more me and you. I never really got Cassie as an artist. I got to say that. I mean, she had catchy tunes. I mean, Diddy was known for furnishing a catchy tune that we all kind of just got accustomed to just bopping to. 
Cassie was never a singer or a performer to me. I could have always, you know, she was kind of like a garnish. <laughs> was parsley. <laughs> Instagram garnish. She was just a garnish. She was something to make the plate pretty, you know, it was for presentation <laughs> purposes only. Parsley and a lemon slice. You know what I'm saying? Nothing really <laughs> substantive. You don't necessarily, you could eat the garnish, but you're not going to get filled no, up from the garnish. Like you know what really I'm saying? like a really nice garnish, like a, you know like what I'm a saying? chive and basil. Something <laughs> very, very, you know, uh, fragrant. Something. Edible flowers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> something beautiful. But you're not going to be like, whoo, I'm going to eat a whole plate of edible flowers. No. No. Mm-mm. I don't want all of my desserts gold dusted. Sorry. Yeah. I'm yeah. cool with that. Cassie is a garnish. Cassie is a beautiful garnish. <laughs> that is, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> this is really just awful. Honestly. It is. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's funny. Um... Ooh, more absolute trash and terrible, terrible news. Okay. Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't want to laugh because I don't want this turning back on me. Ashanti. Oh, I heard this. Ashanti had a concert that was canceled after selling 24 tickets. I feel like there's context here that we are not aware of. The context is that the headliner was supposed to be Tiana Taylor and she backed out. Or couldn't do it or whatever. Dang, 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 So, dang. So the thing that makes me cringe is that Ashanti is now opening, my for Lord. For Tiana Taylor. Woo, that is troubling. At which point do you just say, I'm getting ready to sit back here and invest. I'm going to open me a Chick-fil-A in bed for some reason. <laughs> in long, another in and Long And just make some money. That's, I mean, I just, you know, yeah. I don't know, like, I just feel like, you know, the headliner canceled, so sh- you should have as well. From what I understand, I also feel like I heard this on, because on, I think I saw people reacting. There were several artists, because, you know, I follow a lot of independent artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and many artists were kind of saying that it was really unfortunate the way that people were responding and laughing and making fun of Ashanti. Right. Um, because, you know, there's always issues. Um and, and kind of like logistics and other things that go into ticket sales that, Absolutely. you know, can make it really challenging. And from what I understand, like, this was at some, like, PWI. These 90s children don't know who Ashanti is. It was at a college. Okay, so that's, if with that even more context, like, no. you're Like some small place. I don't know if that, I don't know how true it is, but I feel like I saw that on Instagram so don't quote me, but I feel like it was someone. Someone was just like, "Listen, these, these young children don't know don't who Ashanti know the era is." Of Ashanti. Yes. Like, not that I was ever a huge Ashanti fan, but she did have an era. Ashanti's era. I was an undergrad when Ashanti was popping, so I know these Same. children don't know who Ashanti is. No, they don't. But she did have a run. It was not too long before Fifty Cent ended Ja Rule's career, but it was a run nonetheless. So, mm-hmm. a little history lesson for you. Um, and then last on the trash, Rihanna, another queen, declined to perform at Super Bowl halftime. Rihanna don't she, need the Super Bowl. She stands with Colin Kaepernick. If that As don't do make I. you love her more, same. As do I. I mean, Rihanna don't need the Super Bowl. Rihanna got Sephora. <laughs> I mean, listen, <laughs> furniture, makeup. Listen. 
lingerie. She out here. Panties. Everybody wears panties. Even some niggas. Like, (laughs) the game wears panties. So, he does. Those were panties. But, um, yeah. So, like, Rihanna's out here building an entire empire. And so, what she doesn't need is your little Super Bowl check. And she's like, you know, your politics are fucked up and I don't need it. So thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> and that is why we love her. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes, indeed. And that wraps up the trash this week. Woo! I feel so much better. It was enough. It was enough. Rid of this trash. Let's shout out someone who deserves it. Oh, yes. Let us do that right now. My sister's popping right now. So our shout out this week is Niecy Nash. I just want to thank her. I I just felt like we needed to take a few moments to just thank this great woman of God for the work that she's doing. Absolutely. Um, I saw this, you know, I was on my way to Target and I just came across an Instagram post that featured a very timely and useful infomercial that featured Miss Nisi Nash. You're white. Calling 911 on your black or brown neighbors just isn't what it used to be. Hi, I'm Nisi Nash, actress, inventor, and advocate for not calling 911 on black people for no goddamn reason. I'd like to introduce you to a radical new product that will save you all the headaches of being filmed and outed as a racist douche. It's called 1-844-WHITE-FEAR, and it's revolutionizing the way racist white people cope with black people living life near them. Our experienced staff have been living while black in America their Man, entire I just life. wanted to speak her name because it, it, it was for a service. It's for, it's, you know, featuring a service that's available for uh, white persons uh, who find themselves, <laughs> um, you know, anxious or fearful of people of color. Um, you know, just doing day-to-day things, you know, yep. walking, parking, using coupons, um, you know, drinking water, entering their homes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just common things, eating lunch. Minding their business. Minding their business. Um, but, you know, are still targets of, of these, these, these very anxious and concerned citizens who deem it necessary to call the police. So this service, you know, it's a phone number that you call mm-hmm. and you receive information about, um, you know, you just kind of give them what your scenario is and there is a, a dispatcher there who will investigate and let you know, kind of ease your concerns and whatever they might be, just kind of let you know that that's just, you know, that's just a black person who actually that's lives in problem. your building. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually just a black person that lives in your building. You have no yeah. need to be alarmed. So, yeah, I don't know if this is real. I doubt it. But, I mean, it's parody. Either way, I just thought it was just awesome. On I mean, time. It, it, it is very, it just brought some levity to the very troubled times that we find ourselves living in. So, do yourselves a favor and, and head on over to Nisi Nash's Instagram and check out Absolutely. the infomercial for, I think, the number is 1-844-WHITE-FEAR. one 844 White fear. W-Y-T. Yes, W-Y-T-F-E-A-R. Nisi's going to tell you all about it. It's really, uh, you know, just, I feel like it's just such a tool that will have such utility in the times that we find ourselves living in. Um, so I just wanted to celebrate her 
Nisi is a super talented actress mm-hmm. um, with her ear to the streets. She knows what the people need. She knows what it's all about. <laughs> so and shout out to Nisi. Nisi just got this Hollywood, this star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. She out here. Her waist is snatched. She's making coins. Titties is popping. I live. We just speak your name, Nisi. We see you and all the awesome work that you're doing in the community. And we just wanted to feature you on this week's episode of Getting Grown that you probably will never, ever, ever hear. God bless you. Ashe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move along swiftly to our kitchen table talk. This episode of Getting Grown is also brought to you by Kapari. Deodorant is something that we use every day. God, I hope so. But unfortunately, it's not something that a lot of us think about. Mm. That's why I'm telling you about the aluminum-free deodorant that changed the game for me. Kapari. Kapari's coconut deodorant is aluminum-free deodorant, and it doesn't suck, sis. Instead of plugging up your sweat glands, Kapari's deodorant takes care of smell without messing up your body's natural patterns. And it works. It fights odors with plant-based actives such as sage oil and coconut oil. It's great for sensitive skin and doesn't leave behind a sticky white residue, just the sweet, subtle scent of fresh coconut milk. Reordering is easy with a deodorant subscription. Just choose how often you want to receive it, and they ship it to you automatically for free. So you never run out of deodorant again. Be sure to check out Kapari's new campaign, The Truth Stinks, about aluminum and all the reasons you don't want it in your deodorant. Now, I love Kapari because when I sweat, I smell like Tahitian treat. I smell like (laughs) pina coladas. It smells like, and the boys say I smell like, you know, decisions, great decisions and wonderful credit. Listen, your milkshake. Listen, it will bring the boys to the yard. It will be pina colada flavored and they will enjoy it. Get you some Kapari immediately. Um, They're not playing about that subscription business, honey. They just put it right in the mailbox. So one can never say that they don't have no deodorant because it's always there. Go to KapariBeauty.com slash grown to make the safe switch today and save $5 off your first order when you subscribe. That's Kapari, K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com slash grown. KapariBeauty.com slash grown. All right, boys and girls, let us gather ourselves around the kitchen table. Let's have, let's have a little chit-chat. Let's, let's go down memory lane. Back down memory um, lane. Yep, that part. Because I thought it would be cool to talk about, you know, do-overs. Wouldn't it be awesome in life you could just have, like, a hard refresh? You could just hit F5, control F5, command F5, and just start a new. Uh, yeah, that I wish that in so many different things. I'm so glad you said that because what I'm going to ask you, sis, is to identify three things. You don't have to do three in a row. We can go back and forth. But just... Oh. Name three things that you wish that you could have a do-over on. Like, it could be a choice. It could be an outfit. It could be a relationship. It mm. could be anything. It could be, yeah, an okay. experience. Just something that you you think to yourself, like, man, if I could do that over again, I would. Wow. I feel that way about a couple of niggas. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> couple of good old do not counts oh, <laughs> but, let's see what's my first thing wow um that old navy story i told you all 
Yeah, I wish I could have got that bitch real good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like to, so to you my, regret like not actually hitting her. That's yeah, I regret, regret like I regret everybody who intervened to the point where I was not really re- like able to get her the way that she properly deserved. Because I was stopped by multiple like security, police, old ladies, um, and I really just believe that she needed a proper ass whooping that I was holy, so ready to deliver. Holy, holy God. <laughs> I'm glad Tristan snuffed her nigga, but like I was ready to get that bitch. Well, keep note of that because we're going <laughs> to revisit this in just a moment. Okay. So I'll go next and then you can be thinking of your next thing. But I think that if I could do over... um. So I'm trying to think if I want to like do the lighthearted one first or like get deeper. So I think one thing that I I w- if I wish I could do like high school over just broadly. Oh my god, synergy. I think that no, but like I not they're not like ma- major things that I would change because I felt like I had a pretty good high school experience. <laughs> um I don't feel like I would change too much about it. What I would, however, like to do over, I would like to be like in the mind space that I am now and do high school because what I feel like I wasted in high school was just like wanting to or feeling like I had it to be, I had to be somebody else in order to enjoy my life. Mm. Like I never, I never ever took the time to get to know Kia. I was always running behind these girls who I thought were <laughs> were doing friends. things. No, not even like, because I feel like they're, they were my friends. I feel like we all okay. were just kind of like in this place and this place of like striving and faking and fronting. Mm-hmm. Like we had knowledge and experience that we didn't have. And I felt like I would have been a lot more honest and okay. and like open and appreciative to like that I don't know space like I felt like me trying to be like other people cheated me out of like prime opportunities to really get to Nokia because I don't feel like I've gotten to Nokia not until after I turned 30 and I think that's pretty sad because I felt like I always thought I had to be somebody else in order to kind of you know Mm -hmm. um so if I was like if I could go back to high school Knowing what I know now, like about myself, it would have been a it would have been a different four years. Not entirely different, but I would have moved differently in the ways that I related to people. It's funny you mentioned high school because I actually thought it was thinking of that. <laughs> um, so I wish I would have done high school differently in the sense where I told you all early on that I got my GED. I ended up being like, I'm done with this. Because I was working and I was like, all right, I have a plan. I'm going to go to community college, do all my prerequisites, transfer over to a university. I'm going to work so that I don't have student loans. And I did all of that and that was fine. But I wish I would have finished because um, I feel like I might have missed some experiences that you should have in your life, like prom. <laughs> did you go to prom? 
No, I was supposed to go with this nigga to his prom one time, but I stood him up. That's a long story. Um, <laughs> terrible. It was terrible. I, I, I should have done that over. But, um, you know, like prom and like things like that, I feel like I and, I and the thing about it is I don't really feel so sad that I missed them. But I'm like, well, I wonder how things might have been differently if I would have actually carried those things through. So it's not even like a I feel like I missed out on certain experiences. Not really. I just feel like I've always had this this kind of hustle mentality um, that I even have now getting to the next thing instead of sometimes just enjoying the moment. Mm, mm, and mm, mm. so I feel like if I, I should have maybe done that when I had that time and I was young and able to do those things. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I have things now and I love the fact that I can vacation with my friends and you know, all seven of us are not sleeping in one room together. Mm -hmm. Like I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate that type of, you know, growth and things like that. But I think it's fun to have, I'm sure it's fun to have those kind of experiences. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I'm not super sad. Like, Oh, I just missed out. But I'm like, well, how might have things been differently if I would have changed my whole mentality of instead of always trying to like, all right, I'm about to go. I'm about to make this money. I'm about to pay for school. And that's what I did. And I'm glad I did that. I don't have my debt is not because of student loans. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, I could have let myself be a kid. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think the same. I think in terms of like I, I would have I, don't, I think all this time I was like trying to be what I was trying to be was grown. Like, when I feel like there's nothing wrong with being 14 years old. Nothing. I don't right. know why I was rushed and pressed. But I guess it's, it's, that's also a part of being adolescent because you're always, like, so fascinated with what's coming next. But now that I am an adult, like, I'm not – let me figure out how I'm going to say this. I can't say that I'm wholeheartedly looking forward to, like, my 50s. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I mean I'm not saying I'm trying to die or nothing but you know I feel like it's all up until this point it's been this mad dash like oh man I'm on my way somewhere and now it's just like well okay we're here and it's underwhelming <laughs> that's real in many respects right underwhelming um, so I guess the next thing that for me I would do over is um, Plain Bay <laughs> I would totally do plain day over. I would do it over. I'm not. I'm not saying that I would have like, you know, been a whole whole bag or said I love you or anything like that. I don't. But I do feel like I would have at least tr gave him my card and said, "Let's keep in touch." I just. I, I am not. Mad. I wish that I would have like not clammed up in fear and trepidation. Like I was so. <laughs> I was mortified. I didn't know how. I was so, I was, I just, I was completely, I was verklempt. I didn't know what to do. Um, it's okay. And I hate that I get that way. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand why that still happens at the age that I am. But Well, um, you know what? That just teaches you a lesson that the next time you see a nigga who just like is hitting all of those buttons in I one feel moment. Like that's why I've missed out because I've, I've, I feel like I've, I will never again. Like that's, isn't that sad? No, that's not true. That's no, not true No, but I'm just all. saying that's one of the things that I struggle with is that I don't feel like I see people that make, like dudes, I don't feel like I see dudes that make me sweat. Like I feel like <laughs> you used to see fine guys a whole mm -hmm. lot more. 
Yeah, and, I feel like niggas aren't as fine as they used to be. Or like all the fine <laughs> ones are, are already, you know, picked. Yeah. They're unavailable. All the super fine ones are unavailable. And mm. Plain Bay could have very well been unavailable. But I I just saying but I this, never know. this whole never know thing is just really late. Well, I, you have to take that as a lesson to to like balls up the next time. I mean, I probably doubted it will happen, but I will take that into consideration. That is absolutely fair. Think about it. Just think about it. Yeah. Um, I think my next one is financial decisions and credit. Mm. I made a lot of stupid-ass credit decisions while I was over here not trying to accumulate student loans. And then I didn't accu- I also didn't accumulate, like, I didn't accumulate thousands of dollars of debt. Like I never, I never did. But I made stupid credit decisions mm. that I wish I would not have. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like it's little things where it's so many little things where you just kick yourself like that was absolutely unnecessary. And if I would have done better with that, mm. I wouldn't be where I'm at now. And it was actually really easy. It's it would have been very easy for me to have impeccable credit at this point, but because of very small asinine decisions, I am wor- now currently working on building positive credit. So that and then financial decisions. Like I did have a period where I was doing really well with saving and then I depleted those savings at one point when I had to move and lost a job and you know, life happens. And I wish that at certain points in my life where I know I was making really good money, um, I would have done better with saving because I feel like it would have it would have changed other things that happened. Like I would have had a less stressful pregnancy. You know what I'm saying? Because I had to like up and quit my job because I had a, a rough first trimester and I was having some health issues. So I feel like had I been a little bit more responsible at certain points in my life, had it come to, you know, to to my pregnancy and things like that, I wouldn't have been as stressed as I was had I made some smarter decisions in the past. Um, and even now, like, I feel like I could have probably bought a house by now or you know, accumulated some kind of property or something if I would have made some different decisions um, because I had the means to do so, but I was stupid for a while. (laughs) So (laughs) now I'm on track trying to get things in order, but I feel like I'm kind of trying to play catch up. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I've I've talked enough. Your turn, your turn. (laughs) Um... I wish, I hope to not be a complete super downer. Um, I wish that I would have called my brother right before he left for his trip. Um, we spoke um, maybe like the week of his trip, mm-hmm. but... Um, I had in my mind, because I was going to call him and, you know, we were talking about my defense and was asking, you know, I was just going to get those details. And I kept saying, you know, he's out with his friends. I'll just catch up with him when he gets back. And um, if I could do do it over. I'm not saying that. I mean, of course, if I had my way, you know, things would have been a lot different. But just in terms of what I, I feel like I have con- I had control over. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wish 
that I would have followed my first mind. Because it was, it was something that I thought about a couple of times. Um, but, you know, again, just kind of like, and it wasn't intentional. It wasn't like I didn't want to talk to him. I just kind of like made excuses. Like, oh, you know, it's late. Or I'm sure he's out. Or I'll send him a text message. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never, I, I didn't follow my first mind to call him just before his trip or, you know, even while he was, you know, on it. Uh, I just didn't. I just was just like, oh, I, I'm sure, you know, we'll talk when he gets back. I just kind of like, you know, took that for granted. Um, and that's something that I will always live to regret. And I hate to be like the big downer. I should have bled with that one, I guess. No. But yeah. No, not at all. Not a downer. That's That's honest. That's real. I think a lot of us go through that. Like, I wish I would have called this person more. I wish I'd have called this time. I wish I would have. Um, you know, it's it's so many things like that. I I remember it's not even remotely the same. So I'm not trying to compare. Um, <clears throat> but my cousin ended up doing like twelve years of in prison, mm-hmm. and me and him used to talk on the phone all the time. And uh, I spoke to him right before he committed the crime that he committed. I'm sorry, I didn't speak to him. I called him. I spoke to him the day before, and I called him the day of the crime, but he didn't answer the phone. And I know that has nothing to do with me. I know that I can't control that, but it... I was like, I don't know if that was happening. Had he answered the, had he, you know, had I called him a little bit earlier, you know what I'm saying? Like just little things like that. So it's not the same thing. And I understand, but I don't, you know, I hope you're not beating yourself up. No, I don't want you to do that. I don't think I beat myself up about it. I think it's just kind of like, I mean, I, I do remember the last conversation that we had, um, I just wonder, you know, if I would have, you know, if I had just had the opportunity to speak to him one more time. Mm-hmm. And I can't even think that I would say anything differently or do anything differently, but it's just kind of like you a thought. You should have had that time, yeah. And just, it's just a thought. Um, but given, given the three things that we both shared, I think mm-hmm. um, we know that we, we're not, there is no command f5 or f5 feature in life Mm. um and and even you know since we're not able to refresh and restart and do over we had to kind of go through the things that we went through um but i like to believe that they served a purpose absolutely so this is why your first uh do-over was is particularly interesting now we're going to think about the do-overs in terms of since we didn't have a do-over, what lesson or thing can we take away from the experience such that if it presents itself again, what would we do differently? Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, should you uh, find yourself in another Old Navy situation? Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you would do different? What lesson? What's the huge takeaway from you going forward? that is going to, you know, impact your practice. The huge takeaway with and the reality of it is that 
Although I really do wish that I could have clapped this bitch's shoulders <laughs> like she like she absolutely deserved. Like I wish I could have knocked every tooth out of her head. But I'm grateful that I didn't because I would have gone to jail. Mm-hmm. And I think the grand takeaway from that particular situation is if it was to happen again, I should not also clap a bitch's shoulders because I don't want to go to jail. Jail is not fun. Uh, jail is not a glorious, glamorous place. It's gross. Um, and it is it is torture. <laughs> and I don't desire to ever go in this light, current life that I live. I don't ever desire to go back, go to jail. So, um, yeah, I probably should not fight a bitch in Old Navy the next time either so that um, I can pick my child up from school. There you go. <laughs> Look at that. And what about you with your? Uh, what was so your first I one? think the lesson. So I wanted to. I was always, uh, you know, I, I wasted high school trying to be somebody else or feeling mm-hmm. like I needed to be somebody else. Um, and if I had to do it again, I would do it differently. But the lesson that I take away from that is, um, I I don't feel like I would appreciate the clarity that I have about myself right now, if I had not spent so much time, you know, confused about who I am and I, and what I enjoy about the clarity that I have now is that it is not like it is, it is such clarity that I'm able to move with precision. Like I can, I can make definite decisions as it relates to relationships and, and choices for my career and choices in my personal life. Like I'm very clear on what I don't want. I'm very clear on what's not going to work for me. And I don't feel like the time, the time that I've wasted, I'm a lot, le- I'm a lot less likely um, to waste that time going forward in my, and I also feel like my, I've been able, and I'm not there yet. Cause I'm still, I still can be indecisive and and nervous about making major decisions, but I feel like I'm progressing in my processes for making decisions, Come figuring on. out, figuring out, you know, what I need in order to feel safe. How can I, you know, things that are, you know, stretching my faith um, and that kind of stuff. So I guess the lesson is that, you know, Nothing is really wasted, I guess, even though it feels like I wasted a lot of time in high school. I guess I didn't. And maybe it probably wouldn't have been to my advantage to be brazen. <laughs> like, I think in high school, I think if, if I would have been, like, you know, out here, out here. In high school, you know, the trajectory of my life might have been different. Right. Right. Yes. Um, my takeaway from my high school uh do or over mm-hmm. or whatever. I wish well first of all I wish I cared. I wish I would have cared enough. <laughs> I wish I would have cared enough to even finish or want those one of those experiences. And I know that sounds kind of crazy. But like I wish I would have like really wanted to go to the prom and stuff. And I never really want I never really cared about it. That's why it was very easy for me to be like I'm done with this. This is a waste of time. Like, I could be working during these hours and starting college. Mm -hmm. But 
<clears throat> I wish I would have saw high school all the way through and, you know, done some of those traditional things that you do in your completion of high school, graduation and and stuff like that. Because I know that had I, like, graduated and walked across the stage, that would have made my mom real hype. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really care about it. I got the certification that I needed, and it hasn't impacted anything for me job-wise or education-wise. But I know it would have, like, it would have it would have given my mom some kind of joy. You so know? what's the lesson going forward? The lesson going forward is to allow myself to enjoy the experiences that come to me um, and not, while I do want to continue with the hustle mentality and, you know, trying to establish something strong now so that I'm not working later on in the future, like we always say, um, still being able to allow myself to enjoy, enjoy certain things, traveling more with my friends, traveling with my husband, just kind of living a little bit more. And I feel like I didn't do enough living, um, in in the time that I had, whether it be in high school or in my 20s or whatever. I did a lot of working. I did a lot of busting ass. And now I feel like I need to start trying to enjoy things a little bit more. I agree wholeheartedly. That's something that I need to work on, too. And we talked about this. I don't know if it was last week or the week before last, just in terms of our struggle and even sometimes our incapacity to just kind of, like, chill out. Sometimes right. um, I feel like... I am still kind of in crisis mode, um, having been a grad student for so long and having had to struggle for so long. Um, people say things like, you need to take a break, you need to take a vacation. I, I'm working on developing the mindset that will allow me to feel safe enough to take a break, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like... I'm not going to go broke. I'm not going to miss my rent if I if I go on this trip. Right. I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying? Um because I'm I've and that we talked about that at the New York live show. We're going to have to figure out a day when we can get Tiffany back on, but oh, just kind of yes. breaking this mindset of poverty and struggle because that's what it really is, right? It's like it you, is. you get into this this zone. It's like, "Oh man, I just got to go 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 go." And it's like life is passing you by. And you're going to look up and be old and tired and you haven't had an opportunity to do the things that you've wanted to do. So I got to yeah, work on that. I have to, yeah, making, like, I have, working on my mentality, like, you know what, if I go on this trip, my family's going to be all right for a couple of days. Like, they'll be cool. And like you said, I'll still pay the rent. I'll still make my bills. Like, this is not getting ready to break everything. And it's going to give me a peace of mind that I very much need and deserve. So... Yeah, same thing. I'm I'm right there with you. Prioritizing self care. We gotta get back to self care because I'm terrible at it. Woo, sis, same. That's the whole reason why the segment died. It did. But in self care <laughs> this week, I changed my sheets. I love fresh sheets. Fresh oh. linens make me feel luxurious. I don't care. Same. Like I don't care same. what it is, but. <laughs> I changed my sheets. I mean, I went full on. I went to Target and got myself a new mattress cover. And I've sprayed it down yes. with the beautiful Febreze. I mean, my, my room just looks, it just looks decadent. 
And I'm just very yes. excited. But um, I digress. You take a good shower, oil up, and get oh, honey, fresh sheets. It's going down. Um, so the lesson that I learned from Plain Bay is like you said, like, you know, I just need to not, I got to get out of my head long enough. And just like, you know, to continue in the same vein we were going, I got to get out of my head long enough and, and stop being so scared. Because, like, what would have happened if I gave Plain Bay my card and he didn't call me? That would not be a huge departure from what happens in my everyday life. <laughs> my phone. Or is it going to break you? You know what I'm saying? Attack, like, you know, you'll be fine. I mean, my phone is dry anyway. So, like, what, I mean, what does it all mean? But, uh, yeah, so I think I literally let my nerves cheat me out of knowing whether or not that could have been a something. And even okay. if it, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and that's something that, but, you know, even, um, yeah, I, I don't think that I, again, I don't think I would have had, I think I had to miss out on plane bait to realize how important it is to get out of your nerves. That's real. I think, yeah, because I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't feel like, because nerves, honestly, and this is sounds so, my therapist would be like, oh, that is so rich. But I was going to say, like, nerves have become my comfort zone. Like, I'm always nervous. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm actually comfortable. I'm not comfortable unless I'm not scared. Like, you know, it's like. You are literally always nervous. I am always nervous. That is literally who I am. Um, and I got to work on changing that. All right. Well, you know, we're going to remind you of that every time you start. Um, And then lastly, my financial and credit and whatnot, just trying to change, like, you know, obviously I would have done that totally different. Uh, But now going forward, the lesson for me is not making stupid decisions, being smart with my credit. I'm very, very, very stringent with paying my credit card bill on time. I got myself a credit card, and that was part of the stupidity is that I should have had a credit card all along. I didn't have one for a really long time, um, and I should have had one just to establish and build good credit. Um, and so now that I have mine, I try to, I try to pay attention to... All of the rules that Tiffany spoke about, again, we have to have her back on, on the show. We have to have her on the show. The um, but, you know, just like not maxing the credit card out, keeping it at a very low percentage of the balance, paying it off in full every month, like really just trying to exercise and be very mindful, paying it on time, you know, not being like, oh, if I'm a day late, it's fine. No, it's not fine being really strict about that and then saving money really working on budgeting and saving money and making smart financial decisions i'm working on that now so that you know i can do all of the things that i wish i could be doing right now (laughs) so (laughs) that's that real 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 and with regard to um the lesson that i learned through failing to call my brother before his trip is that you have to follow your, when you get a gut, when you get a nudge, when something is kind of just like in you, to, in you to do something, you got to move on it mm-hmm. because you never know um, what will happen. So like Jay will tell you, like my friends, you know, now when I get something in my mind, like I'm the kind of friend that's going to call you or send you a text message and just be like, love you. Like, just just because, like, yeah. if, if it comes to me, I, I have to do it. Like, I cannot not Same. do it anymore. Because um, I feel like it 
now I feel like it comes to me for a reason. So um, very randomly, arbitrarily, like <laughs> I won't tell my friend, like I'll be getting, I was leaving my, we went to karaoke on Friday and I was literally got out of my friend Amber's car and was like, love you sis. Like just like, and I'm sure it was weird, but I just had to say it. Like yeah, and you I just, I just have to. Um, so following my first mind. And also that also goes for like, if something is bothering me, mm-hmm. I'm trying not to hold on to that mm-hmm. and, and learning how to find my words and say something. So that's, that's being, that's growing um, to be, I mean, that's, you know, that's been a real challenge for me, especially like when it comes to like my mom and those kinds of things, because I've just had this habit of just kind of like, Oh girl. Okay. But, <laughs> but you know, I, I'm really learning this. Like if, if something is in my, in my belly to do it, I feel mm-hmm. like, I almost feel like God put it there. That's real. And I got to move on it. That's real. So, yeah, man, I just wanted to do something fun. A quick question. Um, again, giving you guys some insight into who we are and just kind of talking about, this is the kind of stuff that we talk about and think about all the time. Yes, and we can do this again because there's so many other things that I regret. Oh, tons, <laughs> tons and tons. We can have a, a whole, we can have a whole edition of, uh, DMs I regret answering. <laughs> yes, series. Oh my God. It could be a whole <laughs> series. We can have dramatizations and everything. Jesus. We could, it could be specific topics, whatever. Oh, Meals God. that we've eaten, whatever. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, let us we'll... know what your regrets are. What are the things that you have not, I mean, not, well, yeah, things you, not necessarily regrets because, right, you know, right. there is value in them, but like, what are things. Um, that you've learned. I mean, even though you wish you could do something differently, you you still learned a lesson. So let us right. know what that is. Yeah, we don't want to say regrets. No regrets. No That's regrets. Never a regret. No regrets. Because everything no happens. <laughs> no regrets. Everything happens for a reason. I just I just try to believe that, and I I just believe God uses everything. Nothing is wasted. Nothing. 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 And it may. I be, think that's what we should call the episode. No regrets. Oh my God. Yes. I think we have a no regrets. Did we have a no regrets episode? I don't think so, but we have. But what do I know? Nothing <laughs> um, about. Like I mean, is it a motorcycle? Bee. It's like it's a, forty degrees. It's a big ass bee, and I'd like to s- <sighs> swat it and squash it. All right, let's move on to the honesty box. Today's episode is also brought to you by HelloFresh. As your family's getting back into the swing of school schedules, let HelloFresh take the guesswork out of meals week after week. Even amidst the after-school chaos, HelloFresh's meal kits make it easy to decide what to do for dinner and have family meals ready in 30 minutes. Not to mention wish-to-easy follow recipes and pre-measured ingredients, HelloFresh comes in handy on those hectic school nights when your to-do list is a mile long or you're busy chauffeuring the kids to practices and study groups and dance and and gymnastics and everything else. Plus, you can get two meals out of one with HelloFresh leftovers as school and work lunches the next day. There's even a one-pot recipe on the menu every week for those busy weeknights when maximum flavor with minimal cleanup is ideal. I love HelloFresh. This speaks to everything about my soul and my schedule. 
HelloFresh allows me to be able to record. It allows me to be able to go pick up Noah from school, run my errands after I pick her up, get back to the crib, and I still have her bathed and ready in time to go to bed so that she is not working my nerves the next morning. So HelloFresh is saving all of our lives, especially mine. And for a total of $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes, visit HelloFresh.com forward slash grown60 and enter code grown60. It's like receiving six meals free when you go to HelloFresh.com forward slash grown60 and enter code grown60. Support for today's episode also comes from Just Fab. Boot season has finally arrived. This is the perfect opportunity to be the fall fashion trendsetter you always dreamed of without spending millions of dollars to do it. Live up to your style potential with the membership at JustFab.com. Millions of women say that JustFab is their go-to site to see what's new and trending in boots, shoes, clothing, and accessories. When you visit the site for the first time, you take a style quiz, and JustFab personalizes your shopping experience so your favorite styles rise straight to the top. You can shop as a guest or become a JustFab VIP. Becoming a VIP is by far the best way to shop because, honey, you save 30% off retail prices and you gain access to tons of other exclusive perks. So after I filled out my quiz, you know, they gave me my style choices. And, you know, I liked each and every one of them with the exception of two or three. So I ended up ordering two over-the-knee boots, both black, one flat, one is like a three-inch pump, honey. And I have options just like that. It's like the same boot, but one's a flat and one's a heel, and I just can't wait. Um, to just be all over the DMV in these boots. Because, you know, now that it is fall and it's time to put your ankles away, everybody needs a boot. <laughs> because nobody has time for ashy ankles. Your ankles cannot be exposed to the elements because it is after Columbus Day and those are the rules. So, it's time to step up your boot game, sis. Go on over to justfap.com slash grown now and sign up as a VIP and you'll get your first style for as low as 10 whole dollars. That's justfab.com slash grown to get your first style for as low as 10 bucks. Justfab.com slash grown. Go ahead, girl. Honestly? Truly. All right. It is time for the honesty box. Um, Let us give our listener a name. Uh, Regine. Okay. <laughs> Petty. Dear Jade and Kia, my beautiful grown sisters, I've been listening to your podcast since the first episode. I love you okay, both. Girl. Love you hola. Back. Hola, hola. Buenos dias. I was very inspired by the recent episodes to get in the conversation. Please okay. read, please help. <clears throat> I'm a 26-year-old young black queer woman with a bachelor's and no school debt. To tell you a little about myself, I'm an introverted person and I don't hold much long conversations outside of close relationships. Okay. I'm going through many changes at the moment. Oh, look at me. She put it in an acronym, so I had to figure it out. All right. <laughs> ATM. I'm in the middle of moving into, into the city, Baltimore. I'm a mist at a... Oh, Lord Jesus. I'm amidst a career change. I'm trying to connect and make new friendships. I'm confident, inspiring, wonderful people will come into my life in time. I learned I may have BPD. What's that? Borderline I, personality disorder. Okay. I wasn't formal diagnosed. Di, I wasn't formally diagnosed. I'm planning to attend group therapy sessions in the meantime. My main concern is my family. I keep my life private, mostly for my mom and my sister. I'm not great with family small talk either. They've proven again and again 
They believe I can't take care of myself through their actions. I need to help to get through every matter of a situation if up to them. I moved out on my own a year ago without help from family because my mother is very overbearing. I have a type A sister, eight years older, that won't listen to any reasoning other than her own. This leaves no room between the two for me to grow, question, or be accepted for my differences. They do not know I'm queer either, so I leaned on them to help me with finding and moving to my next place as they insisted on doing so. It's become more of a monitoring checklist of daily communications, a call that's a long lecture. When I try to create boundaries, I'm told I'm being difficult or you don't want us to help at all. I'll be honest, I can be a little flaky, especially with them as they are very triggering for me, but I've still done many things without holding their hands. They refuse to give me the guidelines to complete the task on my own. Instead, they guilt me for wanting to do it alone or offer to tell me, but insist to be at my side as I complete it. This perpetuates a lack of self-confidence in my own abilities. Yet when I confront them with specifics, they claim not to know what I'm talking about and say I'm exaggerating. What advice can you give? Should I accept help no matter how it's given? Am I being too picky? Am I being shamed and guilted accordingly? I want to be careful with my words. I'm not very quick at hitting back with responses. I love my mom and my sister. I do want their help. I don't want to be micromanaged to this extent, but giving crumbles of info doesn't make it any better i mean it makes it more direct in disapproval for not obliging fully to their requests sincerely always a fan regine did she say how old she was 26 so sis you can just buckle in buckle your seatbelt and settle in because moms are not going to stop mommy never um and i'm not saying that to be dismissive i just feel like as you get older, I believe, well, I was just saying in my experience, the older I've gotten, I feel like my my skills or my toolbox of skills, right? You have to develop and cultivate a set of skills to learn how to manage and navigate the relationship with your with your mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, and sometimes older siblings, I've never, I mean, I am the oldest, so I don't know Same. how to navigate relationships with older siblings. I don't have any firsthand experience, but I would imagine that, you know, your type A sister sounds a lot like your mom and it sounds like they team up on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there there will be ways. I would, I would encourage you, number one, to... Um, okay, I'm going to back up a bit. The first thing they said that, that I made a note of was, do you, have you... It seems like you've diagnosed yourself with BPD, and I wouldn't necessarily do that. No. Um, I understand how tempting it is to Google and WebMD yourself to some level of understanding about what your feelings are, um, what your feelings are and what you think you're experiencing. And I'm not going to negate what your experiences might be, but I, there are licensed professionals that can help you kind of hone in and narrow narrow down um, and kind of single out whatever your specific issue is and then develop a plan of um, treatment or coping or whatever um, to kind of help you manage first your, um, you know, your health. Right. um, And, you know, get you in a healthy place so that your decision making is not impaired moving forward. And it's going to be super critical in this instance because you have to be, I mean, you know, you just, you I don't want to say you have to be, but 
you want if you want a healthy relationship with your family, you know, it may be helpful to start off with, you know, being healthy in in, in right. your in yourself. So that that's kind of like the first kind of thing. And secondly, I think that, you know, just pay attention and be open and listen and have patience with the process. And I feel like if you have from, you know, if you go in with that intention, you will start to, to see little opportunities for you to assert your own authority over your life. Like it was little baby steps for me. I can't tell you I'm not one of those girls who just flat out told a mom no or did this or that. Like I. I knew in my particular situation, I needed to kind of be careful about how I did it. So I got to a point where instead of asking my mom for things, I would tell her what was going on. Mm. Um, I got to a point where I was just making decisions and not necessarily running them by her or just telling her about about what I was doing after the decision had been made. Um, and, you know, managing it that way because that's what, that's what worked for me. And I don't want to tell you to do that, but I, would, I will tell you to just be attentive and try to, you know, in, be uh, intentional about learning more about yourself and then more about ob- observing your relationships so that you mm-hmm. can kind of see where those opportunities are for you to um, grow mm-hmm. and incrementally if you can't just kind of, you know, do it all at once. And I feel like given, you know, I'm... No one's arguing. I get the sense and impression that you do love your mom and your family and you do value their support and appreciation. I mean, you know, that's often the case. I mean, that was the case with me. But you do have to get, you know, it's the skill set. It's like, it's not something, I mean, many of us, there are some people who are just decisive and just cutthroat in that way. But others of us have to learn how to navigate these issues. And I know I did, so... I'll tell you Absolutely. what worked for me. Um, like Kia said, your mother's never going to stop being your mother. My yeah, mother man. was just here the other day. And, you know, they just my parents. Stop. They just don't. They, they don't just, stop. They and no my mother interest. said to me, when I when I was sitting there rolling my eyes, like, Jesus, when is she going to stop? She said yeah. to me, she was like, listen, look at Noah. She was like, you have this loyalty and affection for her and this need to be protective of her. And it's not just because she's small. You're going to have that for the rest of her life. She was like, that's how I feel about you. She's like, I'm never going to stop trying to help you in whatever way that I can, you know, whether that be through my words or what have you. So, you know, your mom is never going to stop caring for you or being concerned for you even if it's to the point where it might feel smothering and like Kia said you have to establish your boundaries and that might take some time um and it will take some time uh but you're gonna have to just start moving in that direction where you start to establish those boundaries and also growing and learning and figuring out a way like also on the same lines as Kia, um, figuring out how not to let certain things bother you. And that was something that I really, really had to work on when it came to my relationship with my mother. Uh, when, you know, we would get into arguments or what have you, try not to let her reaction to certain things that she may not approve of in my life, try not to let that reaction affect me. 
You know what I'm saying? And it, and it was like to the point where it's like, all right, she can act out in this moment, but we're going to get off the phone eventually and I don't have to look at her for a while <laughs> or talk to her or, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't have to answer to her for everything. And it, like I said, it took some time, but I got there. Yeah, it's and a process. So it's totally it's a, process. a process. And just like you have to learn how to how to speak up for yourself and you have to learn how to get used to grown uh, Regine. Mm -hmm. Your mama got to get used to grown Regine too. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, it takes time. Like it takes time. It took all all your twenty six years up until this point. You know, she's been the boss, so you have to learn how. You know, there's got to be there's a transition now to where you're you're starting to assert your own, you know, decision making and your own agency and your own like you know assertiveness yeah. um, in your life, and you have every right to do that, and you can do that. You can't have both. You just have to find a way to have it. And I know you're trying to navigate asserting, like Kia said, asserting yourself and like planting your feet firmly in your decisions um, and also being respectful of your mother. I know that sometimes can also be challenging. Um, but, you know, it's going to come to you. It's going to happen for you. You just have to keep working on it. And... Um, Eventually, she's not going to have any choice but to respect your decisions and who you are as a person because that's who you are. And she's going to have to get right or get left. It does. So time. don't beat yourself up if you, you know, don't figure it out overnight. It's taken Key and I both years and still work in progress, you know, when it comes to navigating those complicated and loving relationships between black mothers and daughters. Oh Lord. <laughs> but I hope that was able to help you a little bit, Regine, and um keep us updated. Let us know how things go. Uh and I guess you can get to this we can get to this queer this this queer situation later on. Um Okay. Well, she says she didn't. She hasn't spoken to her mother about that either, and I know that might also be a challenge. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I know. Just know that Kia and I are here with you, and um, you're not by yourself in all of this. True. So, let's move on to the petty peeves. Let's do it. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. All right, y'all. Let's be petty. Let's hey. be petty. Petty peas. <laughs> All right. This is an email that was submitted by someone in my family. This is actually the only member of my family who knows about this show. Her name is Ebony, and she is my cousin and my god sister. So everybody say, hey, Ebony. Hey, Ebony. Ebony writes, greetings and salutations. First, giving honor to God, who is the head of my life. Second, giving all my love to my real-life cousin, Kia, and Jade, who is my cousin, too, in my mind. Aww. This podcast Absolutely. has me in stitches on the regular, and I'm excited to see all the hashtag black girl magic continue all over everywhere. 
Now on to the subject at hand. I've been holding on to these two peas for a while, but I feel the need to put them on parade. If they've been said on air before, someone probably needs to hear them again. All right, number one. People who make right turns when they're not in the right lane. There is absolutely <laughs> no excuse for this. Did your driver's ed book get lost in the mail? When you put your signal on, I expect you to change lanes, not make a right turn from the left lane and almost cause a wreck. I don't care if that was your destination on the right. You should have planned better in all your ways. Acknowledge Siri and she shall direct your path. <laughs> That's Agreed. pretty funny. Absolutely. Number two, people who sign their emails best. <laughs> oh, man. That's me, right. She came straight from my neck. She came straight from me my too. neck. Me too. Same. I'm like, people it's, who like say, it's like she's like, it's a nice neutral territory. I know, right? She's clearly like, in love. But Ebony says, best what? <laughs> <laughs> she says, you sound pretentious and it makes me, it makes me like you less. <laughs> she said she don't same. like me then <laughs> she said same with cheers <laughs> she said are you trying to raise a toast we're at work it's five o'clock somewhere but definitely not here and don't put sincerely if you don't mean it you ain't slick that's why i put best or cheers <laughs> I've never put cheers, but I am good for the best. The only reason I've put cheers is because of the food and service industry. So a lot of people will sign their email with cheers. But like in corporate America, I put best because I don't love you. I don't mean anything that I put in this email sincerely. So I figured I'm just... it's like all the best. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like if we can't put sincerely, if we don't mean it, what else is there to put? I just put best. Yeah, I put best as well. <laughs> so, Ebony, you're going to have to tell us what we should put. If we don't mean sincerely and we can't say best, what's the alternative? That's why this is a petty peeve. Because she she's no petty. She don't have no basis. She no basis. She's going to have to. She, she should. You're going to have to provide me an alternative. If best makes me pretentious and sincerely makes me phony and I'm not saying cheers, what else can I say? <laughs> I'm gonna say all right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say you all gotta right. give us an alternative, or I'm gonna keep putting. Yeah, best you got that. I, I need it. I need an alternative. Otherwise, yeah, I'm just. It's it's still gonna be best. It's still gonna be best. All the best. Best Does wishes. She have any more? Nah, okay. she says, and she closed her email sincerely, Ebony. <laughs> but see, you meant that though, so she that's did. fine. <laughs> so yes, cousin. Thanks for listening. Thanks for keeping my secret. We appreciate you, girl. What secret? My mama still don't know about none of this. Oh, yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I still don't want your mom to know about this because she's going to try to eradicate our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Holy God. And to think I FaceTimed her to Kia. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so my petty peeve is brief. Um... And it may have been done before, but it, it needs to be revived. Um, when I, when we are in a doorway, mm -hmm. I'm walking out. Oh, Lord. Wait for me to walk out, and then you walk in. So I was in Soho running some errands, and I was coming out of the store. 
and I was at, I was actually in the doorway. And these two little white girls walk up and decide they were going to meet me right in my face on the other side of the doorway. And I was like, that's not how any of this works, ladies. I was like, step away and let me walk out. And then you two may walk in. And they gave me the gosh, what's wrong with her face? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, don't be appalled. Don't be shocked. I just taught you manners. Learn your lesson. <laughs> and I walked away. Blame your parents blame or the, your, or I the blame lack them. thereof. Yeah, I blame your parents and your nannies because your nannies knew better. They should have taught you. So Your privilege is no good here, little it sis. Is, it does not work in this place. Sorry, niece. And that is my petty peeve. And that is another episode of Getting Grown. We certainly do appreciate your support. You guys just keep on listening to this raggedy show. We thank you, you so much. Um, and we are on our way to lots of different places. We'll be in L.A. next week. That's yes, crazy. if you have not registered for the Women and Fems of Color Conference in Los Angeles, November 2nd, I suggest you do that expeditiously. Joe Clark on a microphone. On a bullhorn, um, on a bullhorn. Move along expeditiously. Uh-huh. So make sure you do that. Uh, get that in because you will not be able to just show up at the door, unfortunately. But we would love to have all of you. And it is free. Five finger discount. So make sure you guys do that if you're going to be in L.A. And then uh, after that, we're going to be hosting for The Read in Nashville. Um, so shout no, out after to... after that, we're going to be in Atlanta. Oh, after that, we're going to be in Atlanta for our <laughs> own show. <laughs> and we have a great announcement about that. Go ahead, Kia. Burr, 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 burr. Burr, 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 burr. Shout out to Fran. We will be having a special guest in Atlanta. I am super geeked and very excited uh, that we will be joined at the kitchen table by none other than Dr. Joy Harden Bradford. Yay! Um, uh, Therapy for Black Girls, the podcast, the website, the directory. She's going to come and talk about, we're going to talk about all manner of self care. And why it's important for us to prioritize that in our mental health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's going to get us back on track of self-care. We were just talking about how we're raggedy at it. So. Synergy. The Lord is just working. Um, so come and kick it with us in Atlanta. We're going to be at the 444 Theater on November the 11th. Um, the show's at 2 o'clock. And yes. Joy's going to be at the kitchen table. We're going to have an awesome time. Yes, a nice brunch show. Yes, please uh. come and sit with us. Please come and sit with us. We're going to have an amazing time. Absolutely. So we can't wait to see you all there. And then we will be hosting for the read in Nashville the following weekend. Yes. Um, And the week uh, just before that, I'm going to be at the Ash Conference. Yes. I'm going to be at the Ash Conference um, in Tampa, Florida. This year's Ash Conference. I don't know if you guys remember back in April, we had the first black woman president of the Association for the Study of Higher Education, Dr. Lori Patton Davis. Lori. Um, she's a G. And she's going to be, you know, leading the charge at this year's Ash Conference in Tampa, Florida. Um, the conference theme is Envisioning the Woke Academy. And there's going to be all manner of awesome programming there. Um, so if you are on Team Type and Fast and you study higher education, you're going to be at Ash. Come kick it with us. Um, I'm actually going to be doing like a little meetup tweet up there with some of the other, like, you know, School and Life podcasts and Side of Sister and Sister PhD and Teen Type and Fast. We're going we're gonna to get together and have a meetup. We don't know if it's going to be, like, 
a reception or we're going to go to dinner or something. Or we, we might just descend upon the lobby at, at one central time. We'll figure all that out and get it's you gonna guys. It's going to be a lot of smart niggas in one space. We're going to have an awesome time. And I actually will also be, um, there's, if you're in the Tampa area, Ash is, you know, because Lori's amazing. There's going to be a HBCU fair that's going to be connected to the conference. And um, there's also going to be an Ash Town Hall on incarcerated and formerly incarcerated women and girls of color. That's going to be held on November 15th um, at 8 a.m. in the morning. And I, yours truly, will be there to introduce the keynote speaker. So we're going to be there. Um, it's going to be good. Then, then I head straight to Nashville to do the read. And then I hopefully I'll be heading somewhere to sit down and catch my breath. So, um, yeah. You keep up. We're all over the place, but we're doing it for you, and we're gonna and for us because we're having a good time. So we are having a good time doing it, and can't wait to see you all in all of the different places. And in the meantime, and in between time, make sure you're moisturizing your face and minding your business and drinking your water wisely, because your black will crack if it is dry every time. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) What's a quickening? What is that? What do you mean? What is a quickening? Why? I just want to know. It's a thing. I don't know. That's <laughs> the worst explanation. I don't know how to explain it. Do one. Let me hear it. No, you, it doesn't really have a sound. So what is it? It's like a it's like a quickening in your spirit that oftentimes manifests itself as some sort of like visible display. Like I don't know. It's just kind of like it looks kind of like a chill. Is it like kind of like when Nuck If You Butt comes on and I get to pound in my fist? Um, probably not. Okay. It's not even that involved. Like it's just kind of like a. It like looks a it looks different on all kinds of people. Like some people jump, some people. So it's not like, a sound. It's not like a song. Nah. Okay, got it. It's okay. kind of like when I don't know. It's more like a verb. So it's people use it like you know you get a quickening in your spirit. It's like you get like ah. a little. It's like you get a jolt. Yes. Oh, got it. Okay. Totally had that wrong in my head. Oh, Thank absolutely. You so much. I'm happy to be helpful. No worries.